Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Staggering Forward. Now we have a name. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we are, I'm not kidding you, high above Long Island City. And I mean high above Long Island City in an undisclosed location. But uh, I can, I'm not kidding you, I can see my house from here. And most of your houses. I'm, I'm looking at more people than live in about 40 countries. Uh, uh, as I'm looking around, I can see all of Manhattan. And most of most of the Bronx, uh, yeah. and uh, Brooklyn, and uh, Queens the other way. And if you if you look further, there's like the Barrens Island Bridge, yep. Staten Island. My God, Yo. you can see Staten I, Island from I here. I can see Staten. Now, thankfully, we can't <laughs> smell Staten Island from here. Yes. But please don't kill us, Staten Islanders. It's okay. I feel like if Sarah Palin lived in New York, she'd live on Staten Island, and she'd absolutely, be like, she I, would, she, I can see Jersey from my window. She would live in New Dorp. <laughs> She would live in New York. Did I tell you the story of, of when I when I went to a bar in Staten Island? No. I got to tell you this quick story, and then we'll get into the rest of the podcast. So uh, a friend of mine passed away, my friend Liam. Pour some out for Liam. Uh, he would have loved this. He would have been a, a good guest on this show. Uh, and he was a lifelong Staten Islander, and he always said he was going to bring me to Staten Island. He never did. And then he died unexpectedly, and I was like, no, nah, I have to go to Staten Island. Yeah. So you win, Liam. Like, good, good job. So I was Googling for like a bar around. It was very sad. It was unexpectedly passed away. And I was like, I need a drink, man. Like, I, I'm not, no way am I going to be able to like deal with this. I need to sit down at a bar and drink. So I Googled and there was a bar called The Night Gallery. <laughs> now, if you're nice. a fan of, of uh, um, the Twilight Zone, after the Twilight Zone, Rod Serling did a show called The Night Gallery. And I'm like, which was much more in depth and, and uh, it's actually a lot more creepy. That's a great show. So I'm like, okay, that's that's a strange tribute. The bar in New Dorp. I'm like, all right. So across the street, there were no taps. Um, everyone in there looked like a bad 1980s. Uh, like what people in Iowa think people in New York City look like um, and sound like. Uh, it was it was pretty unbelievable. Uh, they were super friendly to me though. I was a little scared because I was wearing a suit and I'm like, oh god, they're gonna think I'm a narc. Like, this is, you know, they're going to think I'm a detective and that this could end bad. I could end up under uh, the Night Gallery bar. So I was there for like four hours because, you know me, I start talking to everybody. And lo and behold, this is like a former mob bar. The owner was in like the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the starts with a G. Um, Gambinos. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Gambinos. He was in this crime family and he's upstate now and he'll be upstate for quite a few years. <laughs> quite a few years. He was a bad, bad boy. And this dude was like, oh, man, you know, there's, there's, you know, there could be people buried under here. And if you Google the Night Gallery bar, like, the first, like, eight things that pop up are, like, notorious mafia bar, the Night Gallery. I'm like, oh, I really should have Googled this place before I sat there for four and a half hours. Like, I'm friendly with people. I'm probably on, like, FBI tapes. But that, that's, that's the time I went to Staten Island. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. So where do you want to begin? Do you want to start? Uh, I, I felt like we should uh, cover uh, Trump antics really quick, oh, but yeah, we should no. also cover uh, uh, Macedonia. Oh, Greece. we can we can uh, cover Macedonia. No, no, no. Like, we'll we'll start with the orange weirdo. Let's, let's start with. I'll <laughs> yes. take I'll take orange Hitler for a thousand. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the orange Hitler who has started like a concentration camp for migrant kids. Yes, in a Walmart. In a Walmart, which, which is, is just so fucking American. It's so, it's so, it, it's really like, it's like a weird version of Red Dawn. Yeah. Like, you know, when they turn all the McDonald's into communist McDonald's in Red Dawn, like, 
it's a Walmart that's now a prison for Mexican children. That's I, have I, you I, seen the picture of like the stencil yeah. on the wall of Trump and like yeah, the quote yeah, from yeah. Art of the Deal and the like American flag? Like, like who thought of this fucking ridiculous torture chamber? And they got to get like uh, barcodes, barcodes to fucking eat, and they get like an hour outside. It's basically a jail for kids. It's a concentration camp for children. Barcodes. Yeah. We have yeah. barcoded small brown children. That's uh. that's. Like somewhere, somewhere, George Lincoln Rockwell, the American Nazi Party leader, is in hell going, ah, that's not bad. Like, yeah, wait a yeah, minute, yeah. wait a minute. I'm, I'm sure David Duke is like, oh, oh great. Oh, man, you don't even want to know what David, David Duke probably watches footage of this and is like, uh, yeah, I don't want to think about yeah. it. I don't even want to think about it, man. See, I went there. That, you know, like, it's okay, yeah. He's rubbing one. No, abso- oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he's, he's blowing population paste all over his fucking bedroom. It's awful. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just, I, like, I just, I see shit like this on the news, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? How did we how, how are there, like, not, like, nationwide strikes? What the fuck is, what are we doing? How did we, th- this is, and how I, did this happen? I, I talk about this Why a lot. are we just letting the, yeah, the pot is boiling, and we're all in it, and yeah. we're like frogs, and we're just not hopping out, or we're not jumping out and knocking fucking pot over or something. I, I don't know what has to happen to get people to... To start this, you know, I have this conversation with a lot of my friends who live overseas, and they're like, "Yo, I don't understand how you have these constant shootings, and you don't do anything about it." And and the only thing I can think of is, you know, the country is so big, three hundred twenty-five million people. That's insane. That's yeah. it. That's cute. I mean, it's the third largest. It's it's the it's the the Chinese, the Indians, and us. Like that's a lot of people. That's yeah. way more people than were ever designed. Not that there was a design, but like. 325 million people in a single country is a lot of people. I mean, by comparison, Australia is the same size as the United States, roughly. And there's only like 26 million of them. Yeah. So, okay. But like, we have 13 times the population. That's, it just, it seems far away because it's not happening to you. You don't see it. It's out of sight. It's out of mind. You have bills to pay. You got to go to work the next day. You don't, you don't, I, I think a lot of it is also, you don't know where to start. I would love... To, to do something yeah. do, do, I mean anything at this point but I don't know and I'm pretty pl- I consider myself and I could be wrong please correct me if I am people <laughs> I consider myself pretty plugged in but yeah. like you know filling the street you know, these protests that you have in New York City and, and you know we love to protest in New York City it doesn't really seem to be doing anything it is, it, yeah. I mean you can show that you're angry and, and I'm glad people are doing it please go out and do it more but it doesn't really seem to be affecting no. Anybody? I don't. I don't know what we got to do. Because so. they're, they're like small, you know. It's it's like uh, there was a women's march, and yeah. then and yep. then uh, I don't know. There just have but, not been but as e- huge a protest. But even when you have huge protests, even when you have like all the teachers yeah. in the Midwest, if you had told me ten years ago that fifty thousand, whatever it was, multiple thousands of striking teachers would strike in Oklahoma. Yeah. And and win and win and would win better pay. I would be like that would be the number one story for like a month. Yeah. Like that's like a 1930s thing. Like that is like a yeah. general strike. Like you know <laughs> the banks are made of marble. Like that's some serious IWW stuff. That wasn't even like the 17th biggest story of the year, of the day rather. And because the media just talks about it in this sort of detached, purely informative. We're not. Well, there's a couple hundred thousand striking teachers in Oklahoma. Then when they talk to, like, the 11 Trumpers that they talk to every yeah. single time, yeah. we're going to talk to the same 12 West Virginia coal miners who love <laughs> Trump and, like, Trump could eat a child and be like, was it, was it yummy? 
those those can are I all. It? Can I barbecue it? Nothing. That, I know a lot of great people in West Virginia. I'm not making fun of West Virginia. Just the 12 coal miners they seem to consistently talk to. Those are always in like very energetic. These people will never give up on Trump. Like, why don't you ever do that with all of these, you know, nationwide teacher strikes? Yeah. Which are insane. With that's like stuff I would have seen on TV in the 80s happening in like Central America. You know, like, yeah. That would have been huge news. Now it's like, oh well, that's like, you know, that that comes after the cute video of the bear jumping up and down with the boy at the zoo. Like, what's? <laughs> wait a minute. Here. And then, uh, you know, there's, there's all, like, the, the distraction shit, you know? Like, Absolutely. Like, uh, the, the other thing Trump did, like, oh, I want, I want everyone in the country to, like, bow down to me like they do uh, oh, Kim Jong-un. I, I can't. Like, I want and, my and people to sit up and pay attention. He's saying shit like that just to fucking annoy and distract people and keep... Yeah. And also because he means it. But, yeah, no, right. Also yeah. because that is legitimately <laughs> what he wants. Which is also more, like, projection. It's It's... You know, everything that, that Republicans accused Obama of doing, which he never did, Trump is doing. And, like, doing every day. Like, not, you know, like, not like on the weekends. He's, yeah. he's doing this, you know, he's doing this on the reg, which is like, you know, I'm sorry, like, hold on here. You know, what, 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 what's going on? <laughs> I, you know, I don't understand. And, you know, like, you can't... Peter King, everybody's favorite. Oh God, Peter, oh God. King. Peter King. Everyone's listen. I'm Irish American. I can make fun of him. Everybody's favorite IRA embracing, uh, uh, you know, terrorists or evil, except if they're white Irish guys. Uh, you know, when he accused, he was the one who blew up the tan suit thing. He was the one that got all mad at, at Obama for wearing the tan suit. Yeah. Said he was soft on ISIS. The tan suit meant he's soft on ISIS. They try to figure that out. Try to figure that out. Anyway, meanwhile, Trump is like saluting North Korean generals. Yeah. While wearing like khaki pants and white yeah. polos and going golfing every yeah. fucking weekend, like, wait, yeah, because that's like uh, being soft on terrorists, right? No? Pretty much. I mean, and then the other distraction thing is, is when he said the other day, um, the, 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 just the lies that he gets away with constantly that no one ever challenges. So he said yeah. that, that thousands um, of people came up to him on the campaign trail and said, you know, we'd like to get our our, our sons around. I'm paraphrasing here, but he he, he basically made it sound like parents of Korean war veterans spoke to him on the campaign trail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's do the math here. So, my grandfather was in the Navy um, in, in the immediate aftermath of the Korean War, the mid-50s. Um, he's been dead for 27 years. Uh, his parents died in, in the 1970s. I never met my, my great-grandparents on my father's side. Yeah. They were dead in the 70s. Uh, his mother-in-law, my great-grandmother, or my or my or my, uh, my my father's mother's mother, um, I met as a small child. Uh, she lived into her 90s, but she's been dead for over 30 years. So Trump is trying to tell you that people who are well over 100 years old came up to him in droves. In droves. In droves. In, I mean, in, in listen, large packs. In large packs during the campaign trail. The, the only way... Because you've got to remember, people who fought in Korea, if you're still alive, God, first of all, God bless you, um, if you're still alive and you fought in Korea, uh, you're 85. Yeah. You're in your 80s yeah. now. Because that war was 60-something years. Well, then you got to yeah. do the math. So the war started in 50. That was that was uh, 68 years ago. So if you were 18 plus that, you're, yeah. you're pretty old. Like that, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Your parents are long dead like and, the, and there are not droves there are not of droves people. of them but they don't even challenge him on it he gets away yeah. with it and he just moves on to the next 
BS, and that's that's what drives me crazy. And 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 then they dance around the word lying. No, like, yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, he misspoke himself, God. which we covered last time. But but yeah. that's like, but still, on. it's still annoying. We're still going to talk about it. That that they say he misspoke. They let, let they let him get away with it. Yeah. But meanwhile, if you Google like Maggie Haberman, who is just <laughs> just my favorite blankety blanker. If you Google Maggie Haberman, Hillary Clinton liar, you'll find a couple of stories. She yeah. had no, and I'm no huge fan of Hillary Clinton. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm a. I'm a massive Hillary fan. But she was called a liar on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. By the media, no problem saying it there because they're not afraid of her. They don't yeah. think that she's going to crack down on her because people are not. Don't think in the hive mind. Yeah. Whereas they're terrified of the Trumpers because they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. There's there's that fear factor. You know, they are afraid of the fucking Trumpers and what what they might do because right. at this point they're an extremist cult so it is. who it, knows what the fuck they're it is do, an extre- it is an extremist cult <laughs> I mean at this point it, it's, I, it, there's not really a whole bunch of difference uh, and it, this brings me to a little side note just to illustrate this oh, I, I wish I had stopped and gotten a photo of it last year when I was driving through Kansas we went through a town I believe it was called Healy, Kansas um, there was a little abandoned gas station that they converted into an ammo store they had like two or three ex-military trucks outside, big armored vehicles. Not like like one of them was a little Humvee. The other were like humongous MRAPs. And um, okay, and and yeah, and they had a humongous Trump sign outside. Lovely. I'm like, oh, okay, fantastic. I don't know how I feel about this. Now. I'm just gonna keep on driving. That's, yeah, <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'm glad we're keeping on moving here. That's yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, that's I mean when you when, you know I, I'm. I'm I have a lot of family in Georgia, and I've been driving down to Georgia most of my life at this point. I'm almost 40. And I've seen crazy anti-Hillary Clinton. The fun thing is you drive around, like, the rural south. is the handmade signs that you see. Yes. Those are the best. Those are awesome. But to be fair to southerners, you also see it in places like Maine. I lived in Maine for a few years, and you would see, you'd get up north of north of Portland and places like Sabattis and, and central Maine and even farther north, and you would see some pretty interesting homemade signs okay and going back to Portland why did okay (laughs) I saw a really good anti I think it was anti Obama I think it was in Kansas Uh, maybe it was near Oklahoma but it made no sense like I just remembered we actually stopped to take photos of it and it was just like Obama like Benghazi blah 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 like it didn't make sense it was just like gibberish right yeah well that, that that's that's the like that's the, the if you're an HP Lovecraft fan and, and you know the, the, the chant of Thulu, the the, the, the cultists of Thulu chant to, to bring I'm not even gonna try to attempt saying it because it's not in a it's not in a real language. You know, but that's they all chant this chant, you know Thulu Vatagan something something. That that's that's the that's the Trump cult chant. Yeah. Obama Benghazi right. Hillary fast, Hillary, emails. Hillary emails conspiracy conspiracy deep state, deep state. <laughs> yeah that's the chant there's a you know there you go <laughs> yeah that's the chant like you know like Buddhists have like Om oh, Padme Hum and then you have you know the Trump cultists yeah Benghazi Obama Hillary we should write that down Obama Hillary you say it fast you could make, you could probably make a good song after you could <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the Trump chant Indeed. And then just like shoot off bullets in between it. Like that's instead of drums, have just like nice. semi-automatic fire. Very nice. 
So that's the big ugliness, uh, uh, nationally, I suppose. Um, do you want to hit on Macedonia? Oh yeah, okay, so this is great. I love this one. I love this one. Because I live in a large Greek area, and, and I was unaware of this up until extremely recently. I think I might have heard about it. I, I feel like maybe in the Olympics one time, they might have mentioned this, but I had forgotten this fact. So, um, the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia, the Greek government absolutely hates that they call themselves Macedonia because they have a suction. They think Macedonia is Greece, is in Greece. Yeah, and and don't they have like a state or a county yeah. or something? Right. That's... So so the, the the former Yugoslavians are the poser Macedonians. They're not really Macedonians. And, and I mean, you're talking about we mean Macedonia. Like if you saw Alexander. That, that that movie. This yeah. is what we're talking about here. This is this is the feud. This is like this just seems like a strange thing to feud about. And it makes yeah. me wonder whether like the former Soviet Republic of Georgia and the state of Georgia have ever like thrown down over like who's the real Georgia. Like that would be awesome. I don't know what they would fight in. I, it would probably have to be like a boxing match or something. But I would love to see it. Anyway, they've been apparently it's been going on for 27 years. Yeah, which is amazing. So there were signs all over my neighborhood. Macedonia is Greece. And they had a massive rally at the UN. At the yeah. UN. And all these people went. And the signs just, they were everywhere. You couldn't walk two feet in my neighborhood without seeing these Macedonian Greece signs. It was just out of control. And I was trying to explain it to people who live in the area. My neighbors who are not Greek, who were like, Macedonia is a different country. Yeah. Mm, yes, but no. Like, this, yeah. indeed, but incorrect. Not, not in their house. And, yeah, not in their house. And the fervor that people had, you would talk to people, you know, I would be in line for my Slovakia, and I would say, you know, is this really something that you're, that's you jazzed up about it? And, oh boy. Oh, yeah. I poked the bear. I, that was not smart. I, <laughs> all right. That's that's a wild. <laughs> it just it just seems like such a, a pet, not petty, I guess. This is really. Do you you yeah, don't have any other problems. Like, <laughs> this is, this is something you're upset about to the point that you're like having a feud and you have to go in front of like they've gone to court a bunch of times they've and stop Macedonia from becoming like a part of the EU. Yeah, you know, yeah, they've like, blocked that. Yeah, I mean, this is like they're really mad about this. I mean, wasn't Greece like incredibly bankrupt like extremely recently? Like it would seem yeah. like we have larger issues than what the neighbors call themselves. But. But finally, this week, after 27 years of fighting, the the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia has agreed to call itself the Republic of Northern Macedonia. <laughs> so apparently, the Greek people are are well, at least the current Greek government is sated by this. But conservatives are very mad, very, very, very mad, and and people in Astoria are still not going to be happy. That's that's amazing. So, so the, the good old Macedonia is Greek. Signs are not going to go away. No, which they're is, not going to go away. Which is funny because I grew up with those, and I never actually bothered to research it inside, and, or or ask any of my Greek friends. I was just like, that seems like a really weird local niche issue that I just didn't want to know about. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, talk <laughs> about a niche issue. I mean, it's very because like you never hear about like a war or anything there. It's like, okay. No, no. They, they. I mean, they weren't involved. The Greeks didn't get involved in the. You know. The, I don't even know what you would call those. Yeah, like the, the dismantling of Yugoslavia when everybody's yeah. the, the massive bloodshed of the late 1990s. Like, well, that's that was a lot of fun. I'm glad they stayed out of it. But yeah, it, it's it's like a when you talk to people, man, they are serious. Like that is a that's a hot it's a hot button issue. Yeah, about somebody's name. Okay. Yeah. Sure. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just as far as like geopolitics go, that's with everything horrible that's going on in the world. The fact that two neighboring countries had to sit down and fight over what they're called, it's yeah. like that's at least it, it adds some humor to the to the <laughs> the otherwise awful state of affairs of the world right now. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> so I want to touch on something hyper local. Because I think it's funny. Oh, so uh, I feel like we're going to hit on this. This a few is a hyper local uh, podcast. As, 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 we, as we progress. Oh, yeah. Okay, so last night, uh, because today's Friday, last night was Thursday, uh, a warehouse burned down in good old uh, Red Hook, Brooklyn. Oh, now, wow. So this warehouse was from like the 1800s. Oh, wow. It was an old historic warehouse. We're in LIC right now. If you look over the edge of this fucking rooftop rod, you don't see any of the old buildings that used to be here. All this old New York stuff is disappearing. Disappearing. Dis-a-fucking- oh, yeah. <laughs> well, New York has no sense of history anyway. They bulldoze yeah. stuff and it's terrible. And, and this is a great example of why. So basically, a bunch of preservationists, a historic districts council, a bunch of people like that started getting together and saying, okay, we need to save this building. You know, it's a great building. I'm sure we can fucking convert it and find some use for it. Someone went and talked to the local council person, and that council person apparently, someone from his office talked to the real estate group who owned it. Um, scribble down this exact name because I can never remember it. It is, who is this guy? He is Meyer, Meyer Chetrit. Meyer Chetrit. I'm probably butchering that last name. But, um, yeah, I, just, I found it as a funny name. Um, <laughs> he, um, basically, once they found out that, um, once the owner found out that they people were looking at the building to try to save it. Yeah. It, it mysteriously caught yeah, fire. Yeah, it, it mis- Mysterious, mysteriously air quotes, air quotes. It, wow, that's, that's, that's some, not just hyper-local, but that's some old-school New York yeah. way of doing business. Yeah, because that that's sort of thing used to happen all, all the, time. the time and still does and still does um, that's wow that's old school I, I really hope that he hired homeless people to do it <laughs> a la the Bronx in the 80s yeah yeah or like uh, Greenpoint yeah uh, 10 years ago um, before this happened there were three other older buildings well, not older but like more beat up like they weren't older they were more modern but they were like crappy old buildings on the property yeah. that no one cared about saving um, they demolished all three of those without any kind of permit. They just demolished them. They just demolished them. And I'm like, why would you follow them? How did this happen? And other people are reporting, yeah, you know, we saw workers um, coming out of the building that went on fire with like wooden beams, like just uh, taking out like wooden beams. And, uh, like, wait. Like a, recently. Sure. I was like, oh, so now, I've been in this building. Like, yeah. I have. A lot of photos in this building. I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, I'm um, sure there's not too many abandoned buildings that you do not have a lot of photos in. Not in New York. I feel like not, I've been in. I feel like you probably you've probably covered everything we can see from this and, 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 from this yeah. vantage point. I sometimes I tell people I'm like, yeah, I was pretty much in every abandoned build, major abandoned building in New York City from like you know late '80s to present, and now they're all gone. Yeah. And people find that weird sometimes. Give me a look, but whatever. Um, so the, the first time I walked into this place, I said to myself, holy shit, everything's made out of wood except for the exterior brick walls. Right. There was Old. one tiny wooden staircase going up. I'm like, this place is a fucking fire hazard. Yeah. I hope a lot of people don't 
noticed this. I hope it gets locked up and saved and someone with half a fucking brain owns it. Right. <laughs> of course that didn't happen. Of course that didn't. Here we are, uh, you know, a couple of years later and the whole goddamn thing is toast. But my point about them pulling out, you know, debris, these wooden beams. Yeah. They were probably... My thought is, you know, were they taking out fucking support beams? Were they, like, purposely sabotaging the building? Were they hoping that, you know, yeah, oh, we'll just set it on fire and then yeah. it'll collapse? And yeah, who cares You're if, not, like, a few firemen or cops or civilians I, die? Who cares? I mean, I'm, I, I work in a blue-collar industry, and no one calls a construction crew and says, Hey, guys, just, just for the shits and giggles, can you go to this really super old warehouse in Red Hook and pull out a bunch of beams? Yeah. There's no other function, really, than like you know other like un- unless you're some sort of strange, you know, artisanal barbecue where you're like, oh no, this particular slice of Kobe beef can only be cooked using you know timbers from the 1870s. I uh, th- those are really the only two things that that make sense there. So yeah, no, that was obviously what they were doing. Yeah. So. All of this just happened. I guess we'll see if anyone does anything about uh, it. My thought is probably not. No. Just because... Developers have taken over the city. Yes. They they literally pay for the campaign donations, air quotes, air of, quotes. of all of the city council people. So... It's it's wow. really like... It's like a parasite. It's <laughs> like if you see those, those nature... When I was single and I was up all night, and, and you would see those those um the nature shows uh, and, and they were just the really scary ones about like the ants and there's that plant that like takes over the ant bodies and it makes the ant like climb to a really high place and then it sprouts out of the ant's head it's like really terrifying <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's really scary google it, it, it don't eat and then google it but google <laughs> do it you know, do don't eat that. first but that's really what you have is the developers are the are the parasite that has taken over you know the brainstem of, of the city and the city government yeah and are just sort of making it do things that if the parasite did not exist or if you were at least taking antibiotics aka heavy regulation on developments you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have this problem yeah and and you know eventually it is going to lead to a choking point because we're adding more and more buildings especially here in queens right we have like I don't know. We're, like, right behind Staten Island in terms of, like, subway lines and yeah. bridges into Manhattan. Right. Yet, we're second in population. Right. We're going to be higher population than Brooklyn at some point just because we are a bigger well, borough. Queens is... what well, If you took Queens as its own city, it's, like, the mm-hmm. fifth biggest city in the country. It's, yeah. like, in and, the top ten. And we have shitty transit. What do we have? We have Queens Boulevard. We have uh, seven train. And they're not adding anything new yet. No. They'll tear down a little two-story house and then add a ten-story apartment building. And hey, who cares? As long as the real estate guys get their money. And in the morning, you know, when you're trying to take the R, I live on the R. If you're trying to take the R, and I know the seven is bad too, because all my friends that live on the seven. And the seven was bad. I mean, these are for people who yeah. don't live in New York City. Um, and I, I did. I'm a recent. But I lived on Long Island for 20 years, so I, I grew up not far away. Um, the seven has been a joke. For as long as I can remember, really. Uh, I mean, I remember the, the Mets play on the 7, uh, and, and we would, my high school band would play Mets opening day. We played every year for the seven years or something like that, and you would hear people complaining about the 7, and that was 92. 
Yeah. So this is not a new thing. Yeah. This is not a new development here. It was actually better back then because for for two reasons. Uh, one of them is a really, really weird one. One is there were just like a little less people living here. So sure. it's like wasn't you didn't, as taxed. Yeah, you wouldn't get the delays as much from crowding unless it was game day. Mm -hmm. The other factor is they had really old subway cars. So Yeah. Yeah, on, the, the old the old rattlers. Yeah. So on an eleven car train and you would only notice if you fucking grew up, grew up in Queens and took the seven a lot. The third car and the ninth car were the cars without air conditioning. They were the last subway cars in New York without air conditioning. So you would get, you know, if if the um, subway was packed, you just get on the third or the ninth car. You know, depending what way you were going. If you were right. going to Queens, it was the third car. If you were going to uh, Manhattan, it was the ninth car. That's like, um, a, that's like quite a New York secret. No one would get in there because right. there was no, no air conditioning. Except, except people from South Asia. You'd get people from like Vietnam or Thailand. Sure. They didn't care. They don't give a shit. It's, who cares? It's 100 degrees. It's not that's, as, that's, it's not that's as hot. That's a winter day. I was going to say, not as hot as it is where they're from. Anyway, so what the fuck? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares? Me, I like it warm. So I was like, I, I like it warm. I hate people. So that was the train car that's, I'd get on. That's a, that's a very... <laughs> Accurate summary of you. Hate the heat, or hate the cold, hate the people. That's Joe in a nutshell, folks. There you go. That, that was fascinating. We should do a whole episode on just the trains in New York. We could do a whole episode just on that. Oh, my God. That, we, 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 you will not hear my voice for more than two minutes in that one, man. Let me tell you. That I'm just going to introduce it, and then we're just going to let Joe go. That's that's There you go. Indeed. But, that, no, that's really the thing. is there's The infrastructure is, is, is too taxed, and there's too many people. And in the morning on the R, you got to let six or seven trains go by before, well, maybe not six or seven, but at least five before you can get on. Yeah. And it's crazy. There's way too many people. And it was never designed for this many people. Ever. Yeah. No way. It was and never. Never. Designed. Never in the world. And, and, there's, and they're not stopping. Yeah. They're not, you know, I mean, just on my, I live on a random street in a random section of, of Queens. And just in the two years that I've lived there, my neighbors, I live in an area where people have lived there from, from the dawn of time. Yeah. Their relatives came over in the last century. Some of them came over in the century before that one. And they got off the boat and they walked about 100 feet and they bought a house and they're still there. And they've all, they're beginning to pass away. And every time I see a U-Haul truck that has plates from Oklahoma, I know that my rent is going to go up. Like that's... Oh no! You know, and they're renovating, and I, again, I use giant air quotes, renovating these these brownstones and and charging these kids, you know, probably double what I'm paying for yeah. not much more than I have anyway. And and they're all using the subway, which is good. Use the subway, don't drive. Use the subway, but it's just not designed for the workload that it's that it's taking. And and they're right, and you're right. Yeah. There's no. I think what we're seeing, and stop me if I'm wrong, but everyone always kicked this this can down the road. Yes. Starting in the 80s, but probably starting in this before either of us were born. Yeah. We'll, we'll get around to this later. We'll just find it's working right now. We'll kick it down the road. We'll kick it down Leaves the road. a bunch of farms. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? And now it's like, oh, well, you can't afford to live in Manhattan. And it's getting to the point you can't afford to live in Brooklyn, which is a crazy thing to say, but is true. Yeah. And everyone's coming north to Queens where you can. And yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Wait a minute. <laughs> you weren't, you know, you weren't supposed to have, I mean, how, good Lord, the population of Long Island City. Oh, 
Jeez, don't even get me started on that. I mean, that's um, got to be. I mean, I came out here when when you and I met in the late '90s. It couldn't be half of what it was now. I don't know. It was really small back then, and probably the biggest population center was Queensbridge Houses. Right now, it's high rise here, high rise there, high rise there, high rise there. High rise everywhere. Court, court Square is, is high all high rises. On. Yeah, the high rise that we are currently on the perch of. Looking out over the people as, as lords of the universe. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the most, uh, this is literally the quickest developing neighborhood in the entire United States. Probably in like the top 10 of the planet at the moment. That's exciting. And, well, it's super exciting, but it's yeah. like. You got to keep up with it. Yeah, it's like, no, it's okay, how, how are people going to get from this side of the river to that Because side it really... There's going to be like a million fucking ferries over here. Well, there's going to have to be. Right. And, and it's really the unloved borough. It doesn't have the cachet of Brooklyn. Yes. Nobody hate, nobody cares about Staten Island. Again, please, Staten Islanders, don't take out a hit on me. Um, <laughs> Manhattan is Manhattan. You know, Brooklyn is Brooklyn. Queens is just... Nobody cares. Yeah, I wonder... There's, there's a good theory that I have behind this. So, Brooklyn is Brooklyn. You right. go to East New York, your postal address is Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You go to fucking Park Slope, your postal address is still Brooklyn. Right. You come to Queens, eh, you go to Far Hills, it says Far Hills on your fucking address. And right. people in, like, California are like, what the fuck is Far Hills? Right. Everyone knows what the fuck Brooklyn is because it has united branding. Perhaps um, that's the thing. Right. Queens, like, what the fuck is a Douglas in? Flushing? What? Yeah. Is that where the toilet, a toilet? Goes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't get Flushing it. is the toilet. That's <laughs> exactly. Like, wait a minute. Where, you know, what Ravenwood? Where the hell is that? Like, you know, what about? <laughs> well, now you're getting into the names that aren't even on postal maps. No, right. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get real old school. That's you know. <laughs> now you're getting like Dutch kills. People Dutch like, kills. What the fuck is Dutch kills. Dutch kills. Never and, heard of it. And I, I always thought that was weird until I learned that kill is the Dutch word for river. Yeah. Because you got fish kill and shy kill. Mm-hmm. Kill like, what? van kull. Yeah, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a lot of killing going on here. Like, what's, what are the Dutch? Who are the Dutch killing? Like, the Dutch are very nice people. They're not they're not like that anymore. Wait a minute, hold on. But no. that's, you know, yeah, you're right. It's it's Waterways. Yeah, waterways. Like, okay, that makes sense. Henry Hudson makes sense. But yeah, there's no right. There's no branding. There's no. There's yeah. never been a professional sports team that calls itself Queens. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you visited here from like Papua New Guinea, you would think that the Brooklyn Dodgers still exist and play in Brooklyn because <laughs> everyone wears shirts that say Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. And you've got the Brooklyn Nets, and and you know the Islanders almost became the Brooklyn Islanders, which yeah. would have just been the funniest thing on earth. No. Um, the, the New York Mets are the New York Mets. Right. The New York the Mets. Queens They're Mets. not the Queens Mets. No. Uh, they're no. not like the Queens Bombers, the New York uh, Yankees, you know, the Bronx Bombers. The Bronx Bombers, right. They're, There's no yeah. Queens. The only thing I can think of, and this is terrible because I can't stand that guy, is is King of Queens, that show. Oh, yeah, that garbage. Or like Archie Bunker, if you're really old. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I remember Archie Bunker, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel that, that that should be the theme song. We should do like a, we should have like a ska version of the of oh, all God. the family. Oh my god. We we funny. we could do we know people. We could make this happen. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. could use a guy like Herbert Hoover again. <laughs> oh man, we got to do this now. That's We got to do this. <laughs> we uh yeah, yeah, we'll just have to find the right people to yeah. make it happen. Um 
Okay, so so does all of that. Um, uh, did, did was there anything else you wanted to go to before I like launch into like five minutes on Congress? No. And, oh and no, no. I, I'm all excited about you and Congress. No, okay. No. Please, please. So Congress and Queens. So it all ropes together. Yeah. All right. So Joe Crowley. Have you ever heard of Joe Crowley? Okay. Now this is where you get into. If you don't know, and I mentioned this before, I am a recent. Um, so quick background. I'm, I'm originally from Massachusetts. I moved to New York. My, my well, not me. My family, I didn't have much of a choice. Uh, moved down to Long Island in the 80s. I lived on Long Island for 20 years. Then I went back to New England, and I lived in Boston, and I lived in Maine. Then I came back to came to New York City, which I had never lived uh, a couple of years ago. Joe is is a lifer. Uh, Joe is the <laughs> Joe is the secret president of Queens, um, and has lived here all his life and knows everything about it. Um, he has forgotten more than most people even know uh, about Queens. So that, that's that's the background you need to know. Uh, so, so I get a lot of mail from this Crowley guy. Okay. But I don't know who he is or what he does. Okay. <laughs> so that's amazing. Please fill me in. Okay. So if you ask most people from Queens, unless they're like really politically active and they've lived here a really long time, yeah, they don't know who the fuck Crowley is. Crowley is actually number four in the Democratic Party. He is like in the whole Democratic Party. He might become Speaker of the House if he gets reelected because people are like eh, Pelosi. Eh, now I feel bad that I that I didn't know who he was. That's, <laughs> don't, don't I, feel, feel, I feel bad. That's, do not feel bad because let me let me give you the whole backstory. Crowley was, he wasn't, I don't even know how to explain it. There was this guy, Thomas Manton. He was the congressional rep for like Woodside, Fars Hills, uh, Jackson Heights, that part of Queens um, for many, many years. Uh, in 1999, he decided to retire I'm sure he decided this way beforehand, but he decided to retire, like, a day or two before, like, anyone could file to take his place. It was an election year, so sure. so they just selected Crowley to take over his campaign, and okay. because he was a Democrat, and because this is Queens, and no one's paying attention, he got elected. That was right. 1999. Sure. And it's 2018. He's still in office. Um, a lot of people don't know who the fuck he is. So. I, I, I had never... I get a lot of mail. He's, <laughs> he's working triple time on the mail. I get a new piece of mail literally like every other day from this Crowley guy. <laughs> Amazing. So, Joe Crowley is... Uh, yeah, yeah he, he's basically... <sighs> career politician. I get the feeling you don't like him. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Crowley is a pretty left kind of guy. Okay. Yeah, all the mailing is like, the NRA hates me. That's his big push. Yeah. Great. Good. The NRA Hitler hates all the fucking people. They're yeah. wonderful. <laughs> That's, that just means that you're, you're right on one thing. Yeah. I T mean... Tell me more. He's pretty good on that. Um, he has been, like, after, like, a year two or three in office he finally like really got good on like women's rights the first like vote that came up for him was um partial birth abortions which he voted with the republicans for i think this was like 1999 2000 oh yeah he was in the minority of democrats for that yeah so he don't exist anyway but that yeah what, that's moving, a whole on, moving on <laughs> episode <laughs> seven Come to that in a future episode. Put a pin in that. Explain to you morons about biology. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So anyway, he's pretty left-leaning. But here's the thing. 
he quickly left New York City. He still owns his house in Woodside. I looked up the tax records. He still owns the house in Woodside. Because Joe is going to do that. Like, he yes. is going to look your ass up. Like, yes. this is not going to... He's a fool around. Yes, I found his house. I looked it up on the ground. I made sure that he still owned it. He moved down to Virginia many years ago. Like, he moved down there when he started working in Congress. But then, like, he bought a McMansion down there in, like, Arlington. He's got his whole family there. His, his kids have grown up in... Virginia. He's what? Virginia Joe Crowley. Yeah. He comes up here for like photo shoots, basically. But yeah, he doesn't. He's not he, going to be able to tell you like what the special is at the Neptune Diner. Yes, he's not going to know the special at the Neptune Diner. Um, he's he's just you know he comes in, he does photo shoots. He knows about some local issues. I know a lot of politically minded people who have said, yeah, he's helped us a lot. He's helped yeah. us do this. You know, if someone has an immigration issue, he'll come in and help out. You know? But it's from afar. Exactly. It's which is from, not the point of it, being a representative in the government. You should. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not I, the whole point. That's, <laughs> exactly. The whole point is that you live, or or at least spend a, a decent amount of your time yeah, like, in the place in which you live or, or the place in which you represent. Yeah, and, and pretend to live. That was probably the worst part was that he kind of has kept pretending that he lived here and like the New York Post above all people had to fucking call him out on it. Wow, that's pretty sad. That's a sad, that's a sad statement. When the Post is calling you out, you, you done fucked up. Yeah. That's, that's... But... You know, when people do get a hold of him or get a hold of his office, he does whatever he can, so far as I can help. But it's just not enough these days. No, and I mean, if you, that, you, you if, can't live in Virginia, and I mean that's like you're a horrible absentee landlord. You're living <laughs> in Virginia, and you're you're puppeteering yes. in 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 Queens, basically. Um, so so that's part of the problem. But if if that was if that was the only thing, I mean, you could say the same thing about fucking Schumer who lives in like sure. a flop house down there most of the week. Yeah, you could fucking attack any of these. If guys I mean, if you're in DC, you have to you have to be in DC for a decent amount of the year. But but again, you you don't live there live, whole time. You don't yeah, bring your raise whole your children there. Yeah, because the optic obviously is okay. Well, New York City public schools or even our private schools suck. So right. well, I'm going to bring my kids to fucking Virginia in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, in Arlington, right. like fancy town. Okay. That's if if that was the only thing that was bad about Crowley, you'd almost let him go. Yeah, yeah. I you, you you'd make fun of him behind his back, but you're like, all right. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna. Fuck. You're not gonna. <laughs> so it it gets worse. It gets oh. way worse. So, oh, so lovely. So, so there's there's the Queen's machine. Um, Crowley is the head of the Queen's Democratic Party. Who, who, wait, do they people. meet at that club? They the the. It has a Native American name. It's over by me. Oh. Um, the I want to say Algonquin, but I know that's not what it is. I uh, don't remember where the heck they meet this, up this at. something it's this it's a native american name democratic club it's it's right over by my house it, it's, it, it's all so we'll probably, cover this in a future episode yeah probably because they love their clubhouse politics yeah um so uh, i'm gonna go through a whole list of fucking facts really quick about oh. why this guy's fucking terrible load the machine gun uh, <laughs> um first off um he gets campaign contributions from like shady ways. Um, basically, if you're gonna run in 
the Democratic any kind of race in New York City, New York State, this area. Yeah. You need, uh, basically, they force you to use the park site. Now, what the fuck is the park site? It's some, like, little company that you can't find any information on online. Apparently, they do, like, campaign posters and flyers, all those fucking mailings you're getting. Yeah. That's probably coming from park site. They probably paid some designer to fucking put it together. Okay, and so, they so this this already, this already sounds like the Pelican Brief. Yeah. So okay. if you run for anything Democratic in New York, you have to use Parkside. Parkside Group then, you know, donated $10,000 to Crowley's campaign. Joe Crowley. So it's like, okay, well, this is like called money laundering, isn't it? Like, what, am it's, I missing something here? No. Like, this is shady fucking shit. You're forcing yeah. people to use service that's probably not even that great. You're, you know, that person's probably spending like $20,000 on parks. When they could spend. Yeah. When they could less. probably spend like fucking 5000 on anyone else. I don't even think you would need that much money. I mean, you could have, I mean, I, yeah. I work for, I work for a medium sized company in Queens. We do a lot of mailings and I, my boss would have <laughs> about 27 kittens if we spent $10,000 on mailing. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. There's trouble. That's trouble. Yeah. Pelican um, Brief Part 1. Indeed. Um, second part of the equation is the Crowley family is kind of huge. There's him. He's got a sister. He's got a brother. Um, he has a, an uncle who's in politics, if I remember correct. But that uncle had something like 14 or 15 kids. A lot of them are in politics or in key positions of power around uh, Queens, like, doing stuff. Be fruitful and multiply and also do nepotism. Yes, yes. His brother, his ex-brother-in-law, so his sister married a guy named, uh, what was his name? Ramon Martinez. And he has been the chief of staff at the New York City City Council Speaker's office since the days of Christine Quinn. So, through three city council speakers, he has been one, like, taking care of scheduling yeah. and getting... For, for our non-New York City listeners, yeah. how, how long is that? God, that's got to be at least... I want to say, like, 2008-ish, 2009. So, ten years. Yeah. We're yeah. going to say a decade. Yeah. Okay. Um, a long time. Maybe longer. Maybe, maybe longer. longer. Yeah quite a fucking while and and he, he was like a he had like a, a he didn't have like the best job before that but once he became this chief of staff he got this humongous fucking raise why did he get why did all of this happen because joe crowley pushed for it and it was because his nieces and nephews through his sister and mr martinez they all need to go to college so right. we, how do we make more money for his family so that's how they did it. Okay. <laughs> so that's one thing. It's a classic story. <laughs> I love this. Um, his brother owns a, uh, a law office building just outside of his district. Um, so the Crowley campaign uses that as their campaign office. And he has paid uh, $70,000 rent to Killeen Enterprises, LLC, which is... His brother's LLC. He's paying his brother for rent. Like, through his campaign funds. You know, he'll yeah. get, like... Uh, so if you donate to this guy, you're just paying his rent to his brother. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, the real estate industry will 
donate like 300,000 to Crowley and 70,000 of that was it's go like righteous brother. Yeah, to this like small little fucking office that's outside of his fucking district that went to his brother. And the name Killeen, I also looked up, is a small town uh, the north of Ireland, which I suspect either like his father or his mother was from. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is pretty much a classic story of like Irish American machine politics. Yes. This is this is a tale as old as time. Yes. This is and, like, and and we as Irish people get to fucking shit on him. Of course. Yes, this. we do. Yes, because you know, he is one of us, I, and I, we get to rip on you. I even want to go further with this because uh, I'm 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 gonna be a snob and say, okay, yes. his his dad came over here when he was two or something. My mom came over here when she was eighteen. So and I've got my fucking Irish passport and all that shit. So I'm more fucking Irish than him. So fuck him. <laughs> People want to give me shit about going against the extra, uh, the I, other Irishmen. Screw you, that! You must, you must get, you must get funny looks because it says Anastasio, and they're like, okay, yes, that's yeah. All right, yes. wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I thought I was gonna get shit when I uh, landed at uh, when I landed hey, in we're, Dublin. We're all Ro- we're all Roman Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> they we're all, look we're all like, Roman Catholics. I mean, listen, there's an Irish, there's an Italian bakery around the corner from me, and this, they leave their flags out all the time, and the sun has baked them. To the point that the red in the Italian flag has become orange. So they just turned into <laughs> Irish flags. So close enough. Close enough. Same goddamn religious uh, crazy upbringing. Um, anyway, so so if that was just it, you know, you would say, oh, okay, so he's got some fucking dirt behind him. Right. It goes further. Like, Manton was part of this law firm, was connected to the surrogate courts in New York, basically, if in Queens. So if you die in Queens without a will... Right. It's just state, I believe it's called. It's a state or something. Yeah, state, or some it, yeah. state uh, a, a random lawyer is assigned to it. Now, there's like uh, around a thousand lawyers who could get this work, but really only around 200 of them get it. Oh, Mostly so this... they are people connected to Crowley. Crowley. Friends of Crowley. Um, and they decide where the money goes. Yes. Uh, some of his cousins, one of them was a law clerk at the surrogate's court. Um, others have gotten business through them for law firms that they worked at. Yeah. It's this whole big This is thing. some dirty shit. The Democratic Party is a lot of their fundraising out of fucking New York, I guess, is coming from dead people in Queens, which is ridiculous. That's... that. It's this like, is like a bat... This is the... This is the part in the Law and Order episode based on this where, like, there's a cut and then Joe and I are found floating <laughs> in, in, in the harbor. Oh. They fish us out of the, you know, Mar- Mariska Hardigay, like, fishes us out of the river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh... uh you, I, so you, you've been thinking about this. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was doing a little bit of uh, research on the Crowley clan. One of them, uh, Owen Crowley... He, uh, his Twitter account is labeled the Warden of Northern Queens, as if, like, we're in Game of Thrones or Queens Or this jail. was, well, I, I mean, what, that, that, that sounds like something from, you know, like, I, I live near what used to be called Hallett's Cove. Yeah. That, that sounds like something from the old, like, royal lands and titles. Yes. You know, like, when this was, you know, when this was British. And that's how they approach it, you know? It's like, oh, wow. Like, oh, this seat was passed over to Crowley and now um, for a long time one of his cousins was a city council person here which is a whole other story because they seem to have a weird family feud like he worked against her at one point oh that's fun yeah I don't know 
quite what's going can, on. Can there. we get, can we get her on the pod? That would be some that, shit. Uh, probably not because I wrote some. She she had a interesting plan that was really well poorly thought out, and I wrote some really nasty shit about it. Oh, we it, already burned that bridge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, all right, I, never I, mind. Sorry, I never, oh, it's I, okay. You didn't know we were gonna do this. It's I right. put a nuclear bomb under that bridge. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm sure that blew, blew the shit out of that one. Yeah, like like uh, his opponent, this guy named uh, Robert uh, Holden. He, I think, if I remember right, he emailed me something once about the article and being like, "Can I talk to you more about it?" And I, I, I have like a weird, like Holden. He's like, I don't know how to describe him. He's. He is another person with questionable politics, more on like the Republican-ish side. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, I went to high school with like his son, so it felt uh, just really weird. Really to me. weird, strange. That's um, awkward. Like, yeah, like I was like, this, this is the kid who taught me how, who taught me a lot of how to do graffiti. Like, I yeah. Can, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know if I can have this conversation with his with dad. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so all of that shit is happening. Joe Crowley has never been primaried. He's, he's never, never been primary. Never primaried. Jesus. So this year he's being primaried by a young Latina from the Bronx because New York 14, his district, also covers part of the Bronx, which he tried to get out of, apparently. He tried to, like, get some lawsuit and, like, change the district and not yeah. have to fucking deal with the Bronx. Um, I mean, the Bronx has its own issues, but... Yeah. That's, so, oh, that's a strange district that would cover Queens yeah. and the Bronx. Yeah, it's that's this weird, like, little crescent. Crosses the river. Yeah, I and, mean, like, I can see it on the map. Like, I can see how that... Yeah. From, like, north, east of the Bronx. Okay. So, uh, Alexandria... Uh, I'm going to screw up her name. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm all for it. <laughs> Let's she, do it. She's uh, she's so running So this is who we're endorsing. This is the official. Absolutely. This is the official staggering forward endorsement <laughs> goes to this woman. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Awesome. Because you know she is like all for like defunding ICE. Just get rid of ICE completely and replace it with uh, something uh, else like more INS. I don't think you really but... have to replace it. It, it ICE is is is, is uh, one of the bastard children of the Patriot Act. Yeah, which it, was just an awful idea in the beginning. Yeah, you, do, you don't need to have it. It doesn't need to exist. It's not. People think of it like the ATF, and even the ATF is only from like 1972. These aren't. It's not the FBI. Yeah. It's not. These aren't like organs of the government that have existed since, you know, revolutionary times. Exactly. We can. We don't have to do this. Yeah. It's It's not necessary. You don't need to have a converted Walmart with fucking migrant kids. Yeah. In cages. Into it getting in cages, getting barcode fucking scanned to have like a yeah. slice of bread. Like, yeah, what? with 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 a Trump stencil on the wall with a quote from <laughs> Art of the Deal. I, I I I can't I can't fathom that at all. Yeah, so she's running against them. She's um, some people in the media have said, oh, she's running from the the, the far left of Joe Crowley, and her message. I. I this is what I love about her. Is she's so on point about so many things. She's like, I'm not running from the left. I'm running from the fucking bottom. Maybe not fucking, but yeah. I'm running from the bottom. Like, I, you know, I was fucking waitressing. My family ain't got no money. Right. I'm not supposed to be someone who's running for office. Right. Like, a woman of color running. She, she doesn't She doesn't office. live in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, she would be pulled over in Arlington, <laughs> Virginia. That's, yeah, yup. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's I know who I'm voting for. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I'm excited about this. <laughs> See, even I learn things on this podcast, people. Even I learn things. Indeed. So awesome. that is coming up on. Uh, let me make sure I got the date correct here. June 26th is June primary 26th. day. It's a Tuesday. Of course it it's, is. Yeah. Of course it's a fucking Tuesday. Why? Why? You know, we got to make election day either a weekend or a national holiday. Or open for like extra days give you give people a week to fucking yeah why not like what why what does it have to be right? one day between nine to five yeah it doesn't <laughs> that doesn't need to be because they don't want people to vote no right they don't want people to vote that's what it is we don't want people to vote that's that's <laughs> the more people that vote the less likely that they're you know the, the same old people win so god forbid that occur yeah. so now, now that you've gotten the potted history of, of uh <laughs> see now all i can think of is that black sabbath song mr crowley um, that's that. That's that's, that's <laughs> indeed, indeed. If if we had better technology, we could have that playing in the background. When we get this into a studio, we'll revisit this and, and make that happen. Indeed, because Lord knows Crowley will find some way to still be around. That's yeah. You can That's one thing about New York politicians. You can't kill them. They're not. They no, don't no. die. They they become the living dead like Giuliani. They do. Yes. Who literally looks like the Living Dead? He really does. I mean, he really looks like, you know, like he uh, he's wearing a. It's like Men in Black. You know, he's yeah, yeah. He's wearing the skin suit. <laughs> Edgar. He's wearing an Edgar suit. Indeed. That's that's, that's Indeed. where he's going. What 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 else we, we, is that? The end of the Crowley rant. That's the end of the Crowley rant. Uh, you know, I, I heard there was some uh, good old soccer news. If you want to, there, there was, there was. I, I thought maybe that would be a good no, end we, point. We can, yeah, yeah, we can, we can end on on the old World Cup. So, uh, uh, Portugal and Spain was today, and uh, Diego Costa scored for Spain, even though he was born in Brazil, which I love. That's one of my favorite things. Um, that's that's the biggest match that that occurred. It was crazy, a lot of goals. Um, oh, well, wow, that's the, definitely the best matchup of. The next couple of days, uh, it started with with to me a fascinating game. Morocco, whose team is entirely made up of people, almost entirely made up of people who are the children of the Moroccan Exodus. Uh, there's a lot of people. Almost none of them were born in Morocco. Uh, they were born in the Netherlands. So they were born in the Netherlands to Moroccan immigrants. They were trained in the Netherlands. Uh, they play for for clubs in the Netherlands. Uh, they could all play for the Netherlands uh, and the ne- you know the, 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 the Dutch Football Association tried to get them to play for the Netherlands because you were born here so what the hell Why not? and they wanted their parents were so adamant that you should represent the homeland and it's tough I can imagine that, that you know there was a lot of that you know you're probably more likely to win stuff or, or at least go to big competitions if you play for the Dutch um, and, and the African Cup of Nations, uh, which is a huge tournament, uh, happens in the middle of the European season. So you're damaging your... By, by representing an African country, you're, you're damaging your future professional earnings because you're going to have to say, hey, listen, um, yeah, so during the African Cup of Nations, uh, I got I to gotta go. So this, this is every time this event occurs, European fans go... You immediately look at your your team sheet and go, oh, how many Africans do we have? Oh, boy. So we're going to lose all those people. So by representing Morocco, these people are taking a a large professional risk, Um, not just a, 
uh, an abstract risk of oh well you know I might not make it to these big competitions to, to represent a country that is not really a superpower by any stretch of the yeah. imagination like the Dutch are uh, uh, so they're really making a, a you know, thinking with the heart there which is I, I, which I like to see in professional sports less thinking with the wallet and more thinking <laughs> with you know my parents are from there so we're gonna we're gonna pull that out yeah. um, unfortunately they're playing Iran which is another country where soccer is huge um, and they have massive rivalries uh, but not big on the world stage and Iran had only won one other uh, World Cup game 20 years ago uh, against us in 98 and at the very end of the game uh, Morocco scored an own goal in injury time to to gift Iran uh, their 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 second ever World Cup victory uh, so it was just it was a while it was very bad tempered there were a lot of penalties there was a lot of there was a lot of it was ugly it was an ugly game but it, it was fascinating in that here's two countries that just you know the there's a there's so much history wrapped up. Uh, you cannot watch a soccer match if you were a woman um, in Iran. That's 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 uh, that's a that's a there's a movie about it. And, um, they're, they're they're although I think it might that either that just changed. I'm gonna have to look this up. I should have looked this up before I started talking. I know that was a law for a very long time. It either just changed or it is going to change. Yeah. Um, so it's an obsession with these two countries, but they're not big powerhouses in Iran most of the Iranians play in Iran none of these people play in Morocco yeah. these are all people playing the coach is French he gives <laughs> he's a Frenchman he gives his team talk in English and French and he has an Arabic translator there are several different languages spoken um, by the Moroccan from Berber tribesmen language Dutch uh, French I think there's even some German spoken in there this is a mishmash of this is the Moroccan foreign legion yeah. Representing Morocco, <laughs> but the people of Morocco don't care. Whatever, man. Yeah. Like you're putting on the jersey, you're gonna come back. Uh, that's great. Exactly. And, and that's and that, that it's it's fascinating. Um, you're gonna kick ass for us. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and the tournament started with Russia absolutely demolishing uh, Saudi Arabia five uh, to nothing, shit. which in soccer is a that's a that's a that's an yeah. epic beating. That's an epic beating. And hilariously, you know, Saudi Arabia did, did a, a very good job of qualifying from Asia. They're in the Asian Confederation, which stretches from Saudi Arabia to Australia. Everything, it's a huge amount of land. It's a huge amount of land. Everything in there is covered. Um, and the Russians, who are obsessed with soccer, remember that we discovered about the Bay of Pigs. Not the Bay of Pigs. The, the Russian Missile Crisis. Uh, we, we figured out that the Soviets were in Cuba because they were building soccer fields. And the Cubans don't play soccer. Yes. They play baseball. So we were like, wait a minute. But the, they're not a great national team. No. Um, but the hosts always play first, and they just wrecked the Saudi Arabians, uh, who looked terrible, which was really weird because they did all right in the in the qualifying. Um, and it, it's it's a very it's going to be a really interesting tournament. There's a lot of uh, there's no obvious group of death, which is when you have a bunch of good teams in one group. Uh, a through it's group A through group H. Uh, there's there's no obvious group where all the good guys have been put in one group. It, it is really anybody's tournament. It, it's it it'll probably be a European team. It'll probably be a European team. But there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of surprises the way this the way this shook down. So 
unfortunately all the games are most of the games are during the work day but this weekend is going to be tomorrow at 6 a.m i will oh be watching God. i will be watching australia france come on australia uh oh boy and the peruvians i passed a ton of peruvians on my way here they're stoked it's their first world cup in 36 years they are out of control they're oh my god if they win a game yeah peru is gonna oh boy that's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole thing I also um, love the underdog. Oh, absolutely! So, and there's a lot of underdogs. This is a this is a World Cup of underdogs. Cool. Denmark, uh, South Korea, Peru, uh, Iceland. Iceland. There's 500,000 people live in Iceland. They're yeah. they're they're at the World Cup. Holy shit! Um, and we also discovered this week that uh, the United States, Mexico, and Canada will be hosting the 2026 yes. edition. So 60 games here in America. So we're basically hosting yeah. 60 games here in America. But it's very important because, well, Mexico has hosted before. We have hosted before. Uh, Canada has never hosted. And Canada has only been to a single World Cup in 1986. Oh, so wow. this is yeah. massive. I'm, yeah. I'm most excited for my Canadian friends because soccer is growing there quickly. Yeah. So this will be super awesome for them to have. There's 80 games total, 60 here in the U.S. I'm assuming they're going to split it up between Mexico and Canada. So that's a bunch of games the Canadians are going to have. That That's really cool. So if the 60 games here in the U.S., um, have they figured out where they're all going to be? There's, or, a, there's or a bunch of... Not them everywhere. definitively. They're going to spread it out across the country. There are definitely going to be games at MetLife, the yeah. giant stadium. There are definitely going to be games there. Uh, it's probably going to be games. That they, they have a they have a bid list. There's like 20 stadiums, um, but that could change. Um, but yeah, it's going to be spread out all over the country. But yeah, they're, they're gonna we're gonna have games here yeah. in New York. Gonna have games here in New York. Well, in New Jersey, in New Jersey. Yeah, they're not. But people don't know that. They don't yeah. know that they're they don't know that they're not here in the city. Yeah. Until they get here, and then we take them across the river. And by the way, you're in East Rutherford. Indeed. I'm just imagining places like St. Louis, where there's probably. Not a humongous amount of soccer fans. Well, th- maybe you, yep, maybe I'm yep, wrong. I this have no is, fucking yep, idea. This is I, I, let me tell you. This is a strange fact. It's odd that you bring up St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> I picked the wrong town. You damn. did. You did. You should have said like Peoria. Um, St. Louis <laughs> is actually St. Louis is actually one of the ancestral homelands of American soccer, huh. which is yeah. weird. You would okay. never figure that out. Yeah. I, nope. Uh, they tons of they don't have a professional team. Uh, well, they don't have an MLS team yeah. right now. Um, they should. Uh, they they have in American soccer history a butt ton of people uh, have come from St. Louis, and in the early days, in the twenties, and the thirties, and the forties, they had tons of teams. And their regional, their like city league, was one of the the, the bedrocks of American pro soccer. They they go deep in St. Louis college soccer is apparently like college football in the South. It's like a yeah, I know it's weird, right? Like yeah, it's like right. you would not think that you would not think that at all, and I didn't know this until um, uh, when I got into it. Um, my team, the New England Revolution, we had a guy named Taylor Twoman. He, he he didn't die; he, he's just retired, uh, <laughs> and he was from St. Louis. And I was well, kind of weird, and and uh, he set me straight. That was just, <laughs> I, I got to, I'm I'm only telling you this because Taylor Taylor let me know. <laughs> um, but yes, so you're gonna get. But yeah, you're gonna have games in in Chicago. I would be shocked if they weren't in Chicago. I'd be shocked if they weren't in Kansas City, Arrow, yeah. or not Arrowhead, but they're gonna be spread out across the whole country. Um, nice. You know, Florida, California, 
Yeah, but they'll, they'll be here in New York. They'll be, they'll be in, hopefully, for me, they'll be in Foxborough. They'll be in Massachusetts. It'll be cool. Um, so that's going to be neat. That'll be exciting. Nice. In eight nice, years. Nice. We have eight yeah. years to build up to that. Eight, eight years to Eight years out. to, well, hopefully we got to wrap. So we got to qualify next time yeah, for, for that'll, that'll Cutter. Yeah, that would, that would be good. Well, you get an automatic bid. Now, this yeah. is what's weird. So you get an automatic bid if you're the hosts. Oh. Uh, the hosts okay. don't have to qualify. So in 1994, we didn't have to qualify. Okay. Um, but prior to this, the only time there's been two countries. So in 2002, it was hosted by Japan and Korea, and they both got automatic bids. There's never, there's never been a, a, a triple-headed one. So now it's like, wait a minute, does Mexico and the U.S. and Canada automatically qualify? So that yeah. hasn't been, that hasn't been decided yet. I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna let two of the three, and then Canada because they don't have any kind of history. Uh, uh, they have one trophy. They won the they won the regional championship in 2000. Uh, it's the only thing they've ever done. Uh, I'm assuming they're gonna like give them a really super easy path, so they would really have to mess up. Yeah. But they very well could just say the hell with it. We're gonna let them all in. Yeah. Like why not? So that'll be cool. But we've got eight years to figure it out. We got eight years to figure it out. We eight years, and God knows what the hell's well, gonna happen for, in those eight years. For them to figure it out, and then, yeah. Uh, for well, for us to figure out how to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the number one thing is that you know, the how, reason the how, reason that we the reason that we all that that it was actually funny thing is it was also Morocco. Morocco wanted to host, and that would have been cool. I would not have been upset if yeah. Morocco hosted. But the thing about America, we you know, there's so many stadiums, so we don't have to build anything. Yeah. You could have the whole... We could have the Soccer World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, and several other Team Sport World Cups in all simultaneously and and just use college stadiums. We don't even yeah. have to use NFL yeah. stadiums. You got you got 700,000-seater or 800,000-seater college stadiums. So we don't... We, have, we already have the infrastructure. We don't have to build a goddamn thing because we're crazy and we use taxpayer money to build stadiums with. So I'm sure they'll find some reason to build a new stadium. Oh, sure. No, someone. Well, you know, what'll happen is an NFL team will say, hey, listen, you know, we want to have the World Cup here. So we're going to, well, the the Los Angeles Rams, Uh, the the Rams and the Chargers are going to, are going to share a home and, uh, and, and they're totally going to say, oh, absolutely. You know, we'll have it here. Someone will say, well, my stadium is only five years old. So (laughs) I want to, you know, I want a new, and if you build me this new stadium, if you give me taxpayer money, we can have the World Cup. This will this will come up. Indeed. You'll see a lot of that in eight years. Indeed. I need luxury boxes. Oh, yeah. I need a helicopter landing pads. <coughs> Absolutely. All of that. Ab- yes. I need a train that comes directly to the stadium, but I also need uh, 17 acres of parking. Yes. That's, that's, that's what I need. Absolutely. All paid for by the taxpayer. Yes. God bless America. <laughs> that's good. God bless America. Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't think I got anything else. All right. Okay. Well, (laughs) stay tuned, folks. We will do this again soon. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. Boom. Boom.